Welcome everyone to the Almost Cancelled TV News Podcast. I am Peter and joining me as always is Connor. Yeah, unfortunately. Sorry. Oh, you didn't say still here. That's been kind of your catchphrase for a bit. It has. and I, I don't know. I'm tired. Okay. <laughs> but I, I guess I am technically still here. You mean you're tired in general or you're just tired today? Tired today. I've just finished a 50-hour work week. Ah, only 50. Anyway, this is a TV news podcast. Uh, we talk about reels, cancellations, pilot orders, some casting here or there. There's a couple of things with Comic-Con in this case, because that happened last weekend. Not a lot, though. Less than I thought there'd be, but a couple of things. Um, so we'll get into all the usual shenanigans before we get into the news, though. I will take this time to just inform you on what various TV reviews and whatnot uh, of note went up this week. Obviously, there was a new Better Kill Saul. Uh, we're in the final few episodes of the show, so they're getting very interesting uh, on the run-up to the end. Uh, I did the first episode of Paper Girls, which launched uh, the last couple of days. Um, I started reviewing Yellow Jackets. I've been doing that in batches because I'm sort of, you know, I'm going back and doing that. That's from like six months ago, that show, but... First video is up, which is the first three episodes. The next one's already in the can, and that'll probably be up on Tuesday again. So uh, look out for that. Uh, and you know, as per usual, there was a Deep Space Nine Star Trek episode. There was a Twilight Zone, and uh, I think that was everything. Yeah, can't think of anything else. So uh, yeah, so uh, that's that's what's that's that's what's there. So. Um, and I don't know exactly what pilots I'm doing next week yet because the vote for the patrons at the $10 tier to uh, sort of prioritize the pilots is still technically going on. Uh, by the time you get this episode, there'll be mere hours left to uh, vote on that. So if you want to go squeeze your vote in, uh, if you're a patron, please go do so uh, and have, have a say in what pilots get done. Mm. Okay. So I, I, I know what I'm hoping for. We all know what you're hoping for. Yes. Uh, but yes, we'll get into the into the into the news of the week. Uh, starting off with renewals and cancellations, as we always do. Uh, we have a renewal season two of Moonhaven at EMC Plus, which I wasn't super into the pilot of this. Yeah, I watched the first one. Uh, it was there was some reasonable enough ideas, uh, but the 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 tone of it was a little bit all over the place and it had some of the worst CG I've seen in the TV show, uh, which really stuck out to me. So Wow, that is pretty damning. Uh, relative to what it was doing, there's like a shot where it's sort of like, you know, the idea is that Earth is all polluted and like stuff. And so there's a shot where it comes under the clouds and you see like the, you know, the future city where it's all smoggy and there's like, you know, a monorail yeah. and stuff. And it's all CG. And it's like, you had to do better than this. <laughs> it just it looks... You know, video games look better than this. I can't even say it looks like a video game as an insult because no, video games look better than this now. So, uh, yes, that's a shame. But yeah, so that, that's uh, that's been renewed though. So clearly, uh, that's uh, something that AMC are happy enough with. Uh, but uh, yeah, it only had six episodes. Finally, enough, it's got a second six episode season, so they're doing kind of short runs of it. So well, it's not so they can give it more budget per episode, apparently. Apparently not. Uh, so that's Moonhaven renewed for season two. Uh, something that is definitely off our radar, but I saw it, so I thought I'll throw it in. iCarly has been renewed for season three by Paramount Plus, which I think I, uh, I suspect I have more knowledge about this than you somehow. Probably, but I think this is like a reboot of iCarly that's done in season three. I, yes. I I think this is an older show that came back. It is. Yeah. Yes. Okay. And I'm pretty sure I can't, I'm completely blanking on the the lead actress, but there's the meme of her sipping on the on the drink. That you know, once in the you know, in the in the younger show, and then again now in the in the reboot, they kind of like recreate the same shot, and it's like this oh. you know it, it's it's used as a meme format quite a bit. I don't recognize her from the photo here, but uh, maybe I have seen the meme. Quite possibly, it's I'm possibly. sure that's from that show. Possibly, I've seen the meme. Uh, and then cancellations-wise, The Wales has been cancelled by Amazon Prime after two seasons. Um, 
It's the only adult sure survival. I know what that is. Yeah, it's the only adult survival drama, and I really would be hard pressed to tell you what it was. To, to be honest, so on. Amazon are just terrible at marketing anything. Oh, they are. Like I, I mentioned like, this with, with the with the one exception being Lord of the Rings, which they've been marketing for over a year at this well, point and it's it's still not even out yet no i was saying this just yesterday when i was doing the paper girls pilot like i feel like i've seen no advertising for it and it's just yeah. it's kind of weird uh the boys i would say does get a marketing push now but it, i don't think it did during season one it kind of like clawed its mm. way to some like prominence and then season two and three got marketed yeah no that's fair like three which is definitely marketed to the extent that you know, I want to buy in public. I, I see, like, you yeah. know, on the sides of buses, for example, like those sorts of posters. So, yeah, that's that's got a reasonable marketing department now, but most of their stuff does not. No. Uh, so, yeah. So, I, I didn't really know what The Wilds was, but it's been cancelled. So, uh, commiserations. Uh, premiere dates, we have Rick and Morty Season 6. Uh, it's coming on the 4th of September. So, that's on its way. Very okay. I assume there's the other Rick and Moy related news later. Mm hmm. I have no idea what you're talking about. They kind of, I think there was like a, a spin-off thing. News to me. I'll, I, I, I'll pull it up. News to me. Uh, but anyway, I did this news like two days ago because we had to push the recording, so I, I don't really remember anything else this year either. So, <laughs> but I do not recall any Rick and Morty news other than the premiere date for season six. Um, next up, Netflix have got a premiere date for their Thai Cave Rescue drama series, which is simply called Thai Cave Rescue. Uh, that is coming <laughs> on the 22nd of September. So, if you fancied uh, a story about the Whaleboard soccer team's afternoon in the cave that turned into a, mm. you know, international incident. Well, it was an inter international incident, but it was internationally observed <laughs> yes that's probably a better way of putting it yes yes uh so yeah. there you go you got that uh, uh so what's this rick and morty news before i go into all stuff so it was a, the spin-off that they announced apparently months ago called uh vindicators 2 which is a spin-off of the uh of the superhero team that's that's in the show at some point I, i'm not up to date on rick and morty um but it's it, they've changed what it is. It's just going to be a series of short episodes, like two to three minutes long. Um, but they're releasing them all soon, if not immediately. Uh, you know, they, they just dropped. I think they just dropped like ten episodes. Uh, yeah, yeah, they just dropped it all on YouTube in the end. Which I think the probably disappointing news for some people who were expecting, you know, because they did announce it as this spin-off show. And then it became just this, and they just, I think it was at Comic-Con that they just went, hey, it's all there now. See, uh, I don't feel bad about missing this now, because it's, it's barely qualifying as TV news at this point. Do you know what? I, I will admit that, because, but the way the headlines all phrased it when the news dropped was, hey, spin-off show, surprise dropped, out now. Which is why I was surprised that you didn't know what I was talking about. Oh, I feel and vindicated, it, it turns honestly. out there were some misleading headlines, you know, a week or so ago that, then yeah yeah well, no, that's fine you feel vindicated i feel vindicated yeah, very good keep your trap shut in the future yeah maybe maybe trust the process well all i'm saying is there was rick and morty spin-offs that, that that dropped that sounded like it should have been news shorts on youtube is not the spin-off well, it was Thank announced as much. a spin-off show that is not my fault that they changed it yes 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 uh, you look like a fool now that's just a, that's... I, I do a little bit can we edit this out no, definitely not. If I had that, I'm going to put it on a loop of five times so that people can really hear it and really savour it. Uh, so, uh, oh yeah, some other stuff. Um, they announced at Comic-Con that Star Trek Strange New Worlds and Star Trek Lower Decks is going to do a crossover episode, which is going really to have a... I really hope they just throw the animated characters in the live-action show. Well... Interesting you say that. It says the episode will occur during Star Trek Strange New Worlds, upcoming second season. So it's a Strange New Worlds episode. Uh, and Anson Mount revealed the news that, uh, yeah, yeah, some of the stars from uh, Lower Deck showed up, including Jack Quaid from The Boys, because he's on that show. He's, he's the voice of the lead character. Um, yeah, and especially episodes featuring both live action and animation. Uh, yes. We'll see Ensign Beckett uh, Mariner, voiced by Tony Newman, and Ensign Brad uh, Baumler, voiced by Jack Quaid. 
from Lord X joined the USS Enterprise in Season 2 of Strange New Worlds. So, I don't know how they're going to pull it off, especially since uh, Lord Dex, I'm fairly certain, set much later in the timeline. If we're going, if we're going with oh, yeah, the continuity... Yeah. Star Trek has never played with time travel before. Never. Yeah, I mean, Famously. yeah. I know, I know time travel, you know, but like, and are they going to address that they're animated or are they going to just not acknowledge it? I kind of hope it's the latter. <laughs> like, yeah, this is just two, two, two ensigns. It's fine. Don't worry about it. But here's the question that I have though. Like, it says the mix of animation and live action. Does that mean that we see them in animation, but when they come to the Enterprise, they turn into live action? So we get like Jack Quaid and the other actress. It could be, but mix of animation and live action could literally just be. It could be Roger Rabbit. Those, the, yeah, yeah. yeah you could, could have just those two in a live action episode. My guess would be that it's not that, and it's they, they become live action when they come to. The, we'll get some animated clips of them before they leave their own show, but then. If it is that, I hope that they're aware that they should be animated, and they're looking at themselves, being like, "What the hell is going on with these gangly limbs?" Yeah, it's not—it's not the two shows I expected to cross over, I suppose. But then again, all the shows right now, as much as there's a few Star Trek shows, all kind of ongoing, they're all in very different parts of the timeline. So you have to pretty much use time travel, no matter which one you're doing stuff with, you know, crossover-wise. Because Discovery's, you know, thousands of years in the future. Compared to the other shows, Picard's like post next gen, and uh, sorry, Strange New Worlds is pre the original series. <laughs> like, so you, you're kind of all over the place. L Lower Decks and Picard are probably in a similar. They're pro yeah, they're area. probably much closer. Yeah, they they could be at the same time. I mean, without having seen Beyond Episode One of Lower Decks, they could be at the same time. Yeah, just from my vague awareness, they kind of seem in a roughly the same sort of time period. Yeah, but hey, we'll see. Well, I thought it was a, I thought it was notable. A that there's going to be a crossover at all, and B that it's going to be the animated show that's crossing over with uh, Strange New Worlds. Yeah, so that's cool. Uh, and you know, Strange New Worlds did have a couple of fun episodes. You know, it wasn't scared of doing a lighthearted episode, and you know, I suspect <laughs> that the episode crossing over with Strange uh, with Lower Decks is going to be a more lighthearted episode. I, I, again, I hope it's. Not, I hope that they are just two animated characters in this live action world and it's the most serious episode the show's had yet and, and you've just got to go along with it we shall see uh big bit of casting for orphan black echoes the uh spin-off that's coming mm -hmm. from uh amc and amc plus um kristen ritter has been cast in the show mm -hmm. um as a 10 episode series um and yeah uh so, Orphan Black Echoes takes place in the near future and explores the scientific manipulation of human existence. It follows a group of women, one of them played by Ritter, as they weave their way into each other's lives and embark on a thrilling journey unraveling the mystery of their identity and uncovering a wrenching storyline of love and betrayal. Ritter's Lucy uh, is a woman with a manageable origin story trying to find her place in the world. I mean, that's a very big description. Her name's Lucy. That is, like, really all I got from that, but yeah, Kristen Ritter's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that, that, this is like uh, AMC saying, you know, we didn't use you enough in Breaking Bad. We're sorry. Can you come back and we'll give you a show where you're one of the, the main stars? Uh, what's interesting about that, though? What's interesting about this, actually? I've just clocked this. Is the original show was Tatiana Maslany playing like five roles because they were all clones of each other. Yeah. The fact that she's just been cast as one of them and not the rest of the characters tells you it's different. At least, if it, you know, they're keeping it under wraps if it's not different. Sure, yeah, they're being secretive about it if it's not. But that, to me, at least suggests that even if they are all sisters, perhaps, that they're not going to be identical clones or something like that. Yeah, uh, definitely seems like they're trying to, obviously, as much as it's set in the same world, I assume, and is, is obviously related to... Yeah, I assume they're still related via some sort of science experiment or something, but... Yeah, but they clearly want it to feel separate to some extent, right? Yeah. And not feel like it's just, you know, a remake, so to speak. So, well, curious. But the, the casting was big enough that I thought it was worth uh, uh, mentioning. Uh, and then another, another tidbit here for a show that's coming up uh, very soon, because it's starting in September, and that's the Quantum Leap show. Uh, a little bit of turmoil uh, behind the scenes uh, with this one right now. Oh, yeah. um, bit of a shake-up. Uh, so... 
Martin Giro, who served as executive producer on the project since the development stage, has stepped in as the new showrunner. Uh, Dean Georges uh, has also joined the series as executive producer in the reboot of the show. Uh, Giro has taken over showrunning duties for Stephen Lillian and Brian uh, Winbrandt, uh, who wrote the pilot and will remain as executive producer. So they're swapping the showrunners around for whatever the reason may be. Um, mm-hmm. It does say uh, that the, the new showrunners are both experienced uh, showrunners with multiple series under their belts, so I wonder if this is a case of, oh, maybe the new guys were... I think it's it's worth pointing out here that something that doesn't get talked about enough, the distinction of showrunner on, on network television mm. is a little bit different to what it might be on a streaming or a cable service. Ne- uh, showrunner does not necessarily just mean head writer. Obviously, that tends to be a large part of it, but it isn't just that. There's a lot of management on set production stuff as well that's involved in the in the you know the role of showrunner on network shows that tends to be pushed more towards production side of things in the streaming world. So I wonder if maybe this is less about experience in the writing department and more in the production management side of things. Yeah. Um, interesting bit here. So you remember this had a pilot, and then they were going. To, they, they, they weren't happy with it. They were going to redo it. It turns mm. out there's a slight. I won't say correction per se, but there was a bit, there was a clarification as to exactly what. So it's not so much that they were going to reshoot the pilot per se, but they weren't happy with it as the pilot. Uh, it seems like it will actually still air, but not as the first episode. Uh, what was originally the pilot, it will now be episode three. Although that said, they did recast the role, so I assume that they reshot some of it uh, with the, yeah. the recast role. Uh, but apparently, this this change has now happened after they have shot two episodes after the pilot. So they've done three, including the pilot. But they've they've went back, they've shot two episodes to start as part of the regular schedule, and presumably with those two episodes, and obviously they'll have done a few little pickup reshoots with the recasting, and probably yeah. just a few extra bits while they're there, just to make it work better. That's not inherently awful. No, no, I mean, like, I said some turmoil, because it's just a lot of changes to happen after three episodes. You know, it's a, a lot of things being shifted yeah. around. But, uh, you know, um, it's, it's very one much the world of network TV, isn't it, this? Yeah, it's one that's kind of on the radar, and it, it seemed like a big enough kind of shake-up that it was worth pointing out. Yeah. So... I've kind of grouped, uh, we're not quite at the dramas yet, but this kind of includes dramas because it's, I thought it'd be neat just to include the Marvel stuff together from Comic-Con rather than divvy up in oh, between different things. Oh, here we go then. Things. It's only, there's only three things that I've, I've put here. I, you know, I didn't, because the thing is, you know, they went up, you know, Feige went up on stage and he's like, phase four is done. And I was like, oh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> that was a thing. And then he's like, let's talk about phase five. And to be honest, like phase five, you know, it came up and it had like, you know, six seven eight movies however many it was I had like two f- avengers movies i believe no 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 no. that was phase six you're, you're, oh, was that six? You're, oh okay yeah you're, you're you're way jumping I'm mixing ahead. up my phases all right so it, you know i had you know that whatever many movies it was and it had like maybe five or six disney plus shows maybe mixed in uh and obviously it's a tv podcast so we're mainly focusing on that um but to be honest like and this goes for the movies as well but even for the tv shows almost all of them were known this was just like a here's the date they're coming and they're part of phase five we knew about Ironheart, we knew about Secret Wars, we knew about, you know, all these things we knew about. This was not a surprise. The only new thing, TV-wise, in that Phase 5 list, uh, and this was kind of rumoured, we talked about this maybe coming, but now we have a title, we have some more details, and that is Daredevil Born Again, which is officially, you know, bringing the two leads back uh, for the show from, yeah. from the Netflix series, and it's going to be 18 episodes, which is particularly um, notable for Disney Plus because they've all been six each up until, which makes me think it's actually just kind of three seasons for, by their standards that they're just sort of ordering as one big batch and going to split up. That's my guess right maybe. now. Maybe. Depends. They could be shorter episodes. They could. I mean, that'd be a bit weird. It would be, but maybe it's just... I don't know, because correct me if I'm wrong. Again, I'm going from memory here from last week. Mm-hmm. This isn't due till like 2024. Yes, yes. So maybe they are just shooting it all and kind of just blah, 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 but they're going to release it all in one go still. They've said it's 18 episodes and they're just going to have 
you know, like four odd months worth of content out of it. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Um, so it is having watched a number of these Marvel Disney Plus shows, the thought of an eighteen episode one is actually kind of scary because I don't think they do a good job. Uh, rating them as a TV format and because 18 episodes by regular TV standards well it's not as common anymore network still does it and there's been many a good network show in the past that can handle 22 episodes but uh, yeah we'll, we'll see obviously people are excited people love that version of Daredevil for you know for all the the flack that the the Netflix Marvel shows ultimately got for various you know quite valid reasons Daredevil was the one that kind of was loved. Even season three, which came at a time when everyone knew it was already kind of dead, uh, season three did get a reasonable bit of hype. I never watched season three. You know, season oh, two yeah. kind of put me off, but uh, season three did get a lot of hype from people that were still fans. So, yeah, so it's a big deal. It's a big deal for them to bring this back and like sort of like admit that there was things that were done under that banner that they still want to include and say this is part of our canon. This is something we want to promote and sort of included. And we kind of knew that they were open to it at this point because we had Kingpin in one show and we had uh, uh, Matt showed up on the Spider-Man movie in a cameo, so like... Did, yeah, it, I think we might have talked about it last week because it was one of the earliest Comic-Con things was the the Spider-Man animated show that's going to have Daredevil in it as well like mm-hmm. as, as Matt Murdock and... Well... As, you know... Probably the neatest thing to spin into the next story then is there's a new trailer for She-Hulk, which I would not have brought up, really, because there's already been a trailer, but the notable thing about it is that the end is a tease for Daredevil being in She-Hulk. Uh, yes. Seemingly with the yellow and red outfit, so whatever they get to that, uh, we don't know. I mean, Feige was saying uh, when he was doing press and stuff over Comic-Con weekend uh, that he kind of sees Spider-Man and Daredevil as leading up the, the street-level heroes, which is right. Like That, that sounds perfect for like, what the characters are in the comics, so I can't really fault that thought process. So... Yeah, yeah. you just hope it doesn't overshadow the the rest of the show, right? Uh, you mean She-Hulk? Yeah. Oh, sure, yeah, yeah. If, if it's just a cameo. But, you know, she is a lawyer, so it does kind of make sense that, like, mm-hmm. you know, she'd cross paths with, with Murdoch, so that it makes does, some yeah. sense. Uh, so, yeah, that's that's coming very soon, you know, that's that's their August show. Coming August seventeenth, so I think obviously you mentioned there's a lot of shows coming, and we you know we said that Devils not till like twenty twenty four. They've kind of got enough scheduled that they can have a show pretty much weekly. I, I think point. you know it's funny you say it's not until twenty twenty four, but like when you look at the slate, it's like yeah they've like they've got so much in that list of content that phase phase five is only about two years long. It, it's not a long time because phase six starts at the end of 2024. Like November 2024 is Fantastic Four and that's the start of phase six is what they're saying. So yeah. in phase four is only, st- or sorry, phase five is only starting uh, at the start of next year, basically. Because they said, I think Wakanda Forever is the end of phase four. So, and I think that's the end of this year. Yeah, and I think Ant-Man's the start of the next one, right? Yeah, Quantum Mania, I think they said, yeah, next next year. So, uh, so yeah, like, Phase 5 is going to take place in its entirety over about 20 months, basically, if you actually look at the, the, the time all these things are going to come out in. And it's a lot of stuff for that that scope of time. It is. <laughs> and and I, I know, like, with these TV shows, they're filming them pretty far in advance at this point, because, like, yeah. Secret Wars... Obviously, I think they gave some release windows for a lot of these shows, which we've kind of brushed over. Not um, even just really. I mean, well, yeah, I mean, I'll I'll tell you what they are in a second. I'll get the, I'll get the image up if you want to make your point. Yeah, Secret Wars was filming by me last year, like I think. Hmm. Like, uh, oh right, start of this year. It was that was filming by me in January. All right. So yeah, I'll give you, so, I mean, Phase 5 all has dates. Like, it's not even just vague windows, like... Oh, I meant for the TV stuff. Oh, but, yeah, even for the... Oh, okay, I thought they just had, like, you know, summer and stuff like that for the, for the TV oh, wait, shows. Oh, no, sorry, this article doesn't even have the TV shows included. Well, you're just useless article. <laughs> How dare you, Deadline? How dare you? Uh, right, I'll get the uh, the image up here. Here we go. Oh, let, me, let me go to large, because... I don't want a tiny little image of the, you know, the photo. Yeah. I need to be able to see the bloody thing. 
All right, so uh, open image in new tab. Thank you very I've much. I've got them here if you're struggling. No, no, I've got it here. Uh, so Secret Invasion um, is... Well, that's quite blurry, actually. <laughs> whoa, whoa. Do, 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 it, right, so... What have you got? Give me it. <laughs> you've got the next season of What If and Secret Invasion, both listed as early 2023. Yeah. You've got Echo and the next season of Loki as mid-2023. Uh, oh, this, yeah, this has it listed as... Uh, oh, they're both summer. I was going to... Because they're, they're, they're intentionally kind of separate here. It looks like Echo is around the same time as Guardians of the Galaxy, and then Loki's after, later in summer. I may well, but I'm, yeah. I'm just glancing at uh, the Wikipedia page at yeah. this point. I, I'm just going by the timeline on this this image, because they've got like a, a clear... Yeah. You know. That's fair. Um, Ironheart is late 2023. Uh, the Agatha show is late 2023 or early 2024. Uh-huh, yeah. And then Daredevil the is spring. early 2024. Yeah. Oh, does it say spring? Okay, the this spring is just early. Uh, so is that actually a little bit of thought? Because you said late earlier. 2024. I think I just said in 2024, didn't I? No, you said late. <laughs> mm, I don't recall saying late. You said, you said late. Uh... And I thought mm, that may still be familiar. that may still be possible, but it has to be before Fantastic Four was the thought I had when you said that, which is why I remember you saying it. So don't give me shit. Uh, yeah. So, and I, I I wasn't sure if Thunderbolts was a movie or a show, but it's got a date, which means it's probably a movie because the movies all have uh, dates. It is a movie, and I think Thunderbolts is what's ending that phase. Yes, that's correct. Yes. Yeah. Uh, which. You know, I I will say this for Phase 4 and 5, you know, regardless of what I think of the quality or anything, uh, I will say that neither one really feels like they're a proper phase, and that Phase 1, 2, and 3 all didn't, I mean, the last movie wasn't necessarily an Avengers movie, like, you know, Ant-Man came after Age of Ultron, it was like a little coda movie, but they all had like a big Avengers movie towards the end of a phase, right? And I don't feel like Phase 4 had that. Phase 5 doesn't look like it has that. I mean, maybe Thunderbolts will feel like that because it's like the villains all coming together. So maybe that'll maybe, give it that feel. Yeah. But uh, obviously, I think Feige and Co. even realised that maybe that that would feel like it was missing, which is why they even went ahead and said, oh, by the way, Phase 6, two Avengers movies in the same year. You'll be fine, everyone. Yeah. Just, you know. Yeah, and I know they gave a name to the like, so like the first like three phases were the, the, the what the Infinity Saga. Ah, this is the Multiverse Saga. Multiverse, which man, if there was any way to make me less interested in going back and checking out any of this stuff, it's calling it the <laughs> Multiverse Saga. Just, just uh... I suppose it like it, 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 I guess it makes things like What If and Loki feel slightly more important, just given that they specifically deal with. Well, Loki sets up Kang. That's the first time you see Kang, and yeah. Kang's going to be the villain, at least in the first of the two Avengers movies uh, in 2025. Um, yeah. So, and obviously Multiverse of Madness is literally doing multiverse stuff. Um, I suspect that some of these other things may end up doing multiverse stuff <laughs> in the build-up to the Avengers movies. Yeah, probably. Secret Wars is inherently, you know, multiverse In fact, like, I wouldn't surprise me if some of the characters that have ended or been killed off like they, they get the actors back to do other versions of them for that just just for that movie is a special event thing definitely in the avengers movies yeah well yeah. i'm thinking specifically secret wars just that one yeah so, you can do that one so, as well yeah so so they're not having to like bring them like sign them up for two or three movies like, no just it's one you just need to come back for the one movie and we'll pay you a truck of money and yeah that that may get i mean not all of them but some of them maybe uh, like I, I would say that uh, Scarlett Johansson is the one I'd expect, actually, uh, almost more than any. It depends how bitter she's still feeling after the uh, the monetary shenanigans that occurred with the last, you know, that Black yeah, Widow film. She'll get even more money though for for, for this Avengers movie. The one, the one that I'm skeptical about is Chris Evans because he seems pretty content and not coming back. But I can see Danny Jr. popping up. I can see Danny Jr. popping up. I think he's happy to happy. do a lot of things for a paycheck, let's be honest. Yeah. So. Not that that's necessarily a bad thing. In the, in the same way that yeah. Samuel L. Jackson is very happy to do some, you know, not-so-hot movies for, for a paycheck, which, you know, fair enough. Yeah, so the only things they announced for Phase 6 were Fantastic Four, which is going to kick off the phase, and the two Avengers movies. 
Uh, so they've got a whole slate of things. It looks about the same amount as Phase 5 that they've still got to reveal. Uh, mix between movies and shows. Uh, maybe some mutant stuff in there, because we know they're going to be doing that at some point. But, uh, yeah, I was going to say something else. Oh, yeah, yeah. So the one maybe other TV thing here that's notable is that there was one absent that people are expecting to come, and that is the Armor Wars show with War Machine. And people yeah. thought that maybe it was it was cancelled because they confirmed that War Machine, uh, you know, Don Cheadle is going to be in Secret Invasion. They showed a trailer for that at Comic Con. They didn't release that online though, so that was just you know, for now. That's just a exclusive to that. Um, and they thought, oh, maybe between that existing and the Iron Heart show existing, and maybe like whatever Armor Wars was going to be, he's kind of been split up and sprinkled into them. More but, likely, it just spins out of those, right? But uh, the person who, the, the writer, whoever it is, uh, went on Twitter and said, I promise it's still coming. Like, So it means it's probably just part of Phase 6. It's probably just further down the line. Yeah, the Wikipedia page here has all the future shows that have been announced that aren't, aren't part of Phase 5. Uh, you've got Armor Wars, you've got a Wakanda show, uh, Spider-Man Freshman Year, which is the animated one. Yeah, untitled Wakanda series. Well, I, I get why the animated one's not there because even even the uh, what if season two wasn't on the phase five yes. thing. So yeah, that's fair. And it has what if season three in here, which will probably just be a phase six thing. You know, like one per phase for those three three yeah. years or three seasons. And then uh, you've got Marvel Zombies, which is apparently due in twenty twenty four. Uh, Wonder Man and a Nova series. Yeah, um, I think yeah, it's Marvel Zombies. They confirmed I think was going to be TVMA or something like that. Which cool, it probably should be. Makes sense. Uh, yeah. I get, and I probably wonder if that's just not part of a phase because ah, it's like an else world. It doesn't, you know. In the same way, what if it technically doesn't really affect anything? Uh, although I do suspect that what if, like, it's still relevant to know when it came out in the sense that it's probably going to do because because you know from the episodes that I've heard about from the first season of it is that it's doing stuff that if you've seen the Marvel movies up to that point. You you recognize what they're changing and what they're they're doing differently. So it's probably still relevant to that and to an extent, and that to get what they're doing in what if is probably relevant to have seen what they've done so far. Uh, and maybe maybe the similar is true with zombies. Maybe they're going to like you know they'll, they'll show you maybe a scene that was in one of the movies, but then oh no zombie outbreak. Well, I I did have just reading here. Zombies is it's an animated show, which is not surprising, but it's actually a continuation of one of the What If episodes. Ah, okay, I see. So it's just following that episode, just, you know, more stuff in that world, I guess. In that case, never mind. Uh, I just said. Yeah. There you go. Um, so, yeah. A lot of Marvel stuff, though, let's be honest. Like, basically non-stop Marvel stuff. Yes, yeah, a lot of Marvel at stuff. At least the next four years or so. <laughs> it's going to go longer than that. <laughs> I, said, I said at least, because that's what we have dates for, really, not... Yes. Not not that it's not going to go further than that, because of course it is, because it's a juggernaut that cannot be stopped. Pretty much, pretty much. Uh, it's just all a bit exhausting to me. I just I saw the list of things, and I'm like, yeah, that's a, that's a lot of things. Yeah. yeah. Just... I got to the point, because, again, I didn't go looking for any of this stuff. It just, you know, this stuff shows up on your Twitter feed. There's no kind of getting around it at this point. And I just saw two Avengers movies in one year. I'm like, oh... I, I do not have the, the, the energy for that already. In a weird way, like, they're the only ones that kind of even sparked a mild amount of, like, ah, maybe I'll be interested in seeing those, just because, oh, that's, like, finally something big's going to... Because, like, like, you know, all the but movies that I've seen recently... If you go jump into those without having seen everything else, how lost are you going to feel? Uh, that's probably true. That's probably true. Uh, yeah. I'll be curious to see what the Avengers lineup is by that point. Like, you know, who's on the team? Because obviously it's going to be a very different lineup to the previous movies. Because I wonder if it's the same lineup in both those. Because obviously it's two movies. I wonder yeah. if they're two different Avengers teams. With Secret Wars being like pure multiversal shenanigans, I mean, so is the, the Kang one might be as well, admittedly, but I could yeah. see like Secret Wars having a lot of guest stars just for that movie, whereas the Kang one, it's like, no, this is like what the new Avengers team is supposed to be, kind of thing. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I expect Thor, Captain Marvel, Spider Man, probably. Uh, probably, yeah. Whoever the new Black Panther is. I don't know if the younger heroes will be there, if they're going to save that for like a Young Avengers 
thing. It feels like a Young Avengers movie, yeah. but I, I, honestly, the biggest surprise of this is they didn't announce a Young Avengers movie. Must be one of those Phase Six things that the probably yeah they've not announced. But saving see. it for D twenty three. Either that or it's a Disney Plus show, which would I guess work, but also feel maybe small. I guess it for it. feel more appropriate given that they've kind of all basically been in Disney Plus shows, right? Yeah. Yeah. I guess you're just hoping for it to be more exciting than that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well. Uh, that's, uh... That's, that's that stuff then. So I, I, had, the, I had the dramas uh, for, for the week. Uh, so Peacock's given a straight-to-series order to a gladiator drama directed by Roland Emmerich. Man. Why to take a con- you know, I, I hate gladiators, I'm like, okay. I'm, I'm assuming we're talking like, you know, as in, you know, Roman gladiators, mm-hmm. not gladiators, the TV show. There's, there's a reason why I paused when I did. I wanted to give you yeah. a moment and of I, hope. It, it, it's when you pause, I started to worry. It, it didn't give me hope. It, it, that's when I started to worry. Because I was like, uh-oh, you're about to ruin well, this. hope, and then that realisation that I'm pausing for a reason, which then becomes yep. dread, and then I get yeah. to hit you with it. So and that's, then devastation. That's the beautiful, beautiful thing of it. So it's called Those About to Die. Uh, it's inspired by Daniel Mannix's eponymous non-fiction book. Uh, the series is a large-scale drama set within the spectacular, complex, and corrupt world of gladiatorial sports in ancient Rome. It introduces an ensemble of diverse characters across the many layers of Roman society where sports, politics, and business intersect and collide. You're so lucky. Like, they said everything but personal and family. Yeah, yeah, I know. Everything but. Um, yeah. I mean, I, maybe P- this is like Peacock saying we want to make a big budget prestige. I mean, not that you get Roland Emmerich for prestige per se, but if they're going to make this look anything half decent, then it needs a budget. It needs a budget. And if they're going to give it a budget, they're probably hoping it's going to be a big hit. So. I mean, yeah, probably. Probably what they're hoping for. Uh, I don't know. Maybe I'll watch it anyway because I'm a sucker, but probably not. Speaking of you being a sucker, uh, you're probably going to watch this other show that's in development at Disney+. Plus. It is a new adaptation of Aragon, based on the adult books by Christopher uh, Paolini. Yes, books I have fond memories of while acknowledging they're utterly terrible trash. <laughs> like they, they, they are not good uh, they are oh, bad books so Aragon is the title of the first book but the actual series of books is the inheritance, inheritance cycle, cycle. Yeah, yeah I didn't know that I just read that there uh, so uh, Paulini will co-write the series and executive yeah. produce so the writers involved uh, that's, good news. that's not great no no it's not he is again it's, it's very derivative work with not particularly good prose and yeah yeah and the I, se- I, I could I could never reread those books because I, I I know how badly they will have aged. Mm. And the series adaptation, a teenage boy becomes magically joined with a newly hatched dragon. Together, they must learn what it means to be a dragon and raider as they fly in the resistance against a tyrannical king. Uh, just watch How to Train Your Dragon, I suppose, is my <laughs> is my yeah. recommendation. Um, it's it's Star Wars with more dragons. There's, there's a lot of Star Wars in it. Like, a lot of Star Wars in it. There's a lot of twists and turns I wasn't that, interested. that they just rip straight from Star Wars. I wasn't interested before, but somehow I'm less interested in that. Yeah. So, alright, let's move on. Uh, so, Kate Winslet is uh, going to start in a, another HBO limited series. And uh, she's going to executive produce as well, of course. It's called The Palace. And it tells a story of one year within the walls of the palace of an authoritarian regime as it begins to unravel. Um, it's been hard to see by the Warner Brothers uh, Discovery Network. So, yeah. I actually quite like that premise. I guess I have a a weird feeling that it's going to be just really dry, and I know I'm going to end oh. up not enjoying it. But I like the premise. Possibly, possibly. Um, yeah. So we knew she was in line for another limited series recently on HBO as well, because you know I remember talking about how oh you know she had a big hit with Mayor of Easttown, and then there's something else in the works. So this is the third thing that she's potentially doing that is maybe 
no further ahead in that previous like mm. show that was maybe going to happen. Uh, but yeah, good for her. She's good. Uh, yeah. And that's you know it's probably going to be something they're wanting to be prestigious and awards bait and all the the rest of it, and maybe yeah. they'll succeed. So cool. Now yeah, they usually get some recognition for them. Uh, next up, HBO once again is developing my dentist murder trial. That's a good title. <laughs> It's it's uh, striking here. Yeah. Yeah. It's a limited series, and it's going to star executive produced uh, by David Harbour, who you'll probably know from Stranger Things, plays Hopper. Um, or, if you follow the, the UK tabloids, Lily Allen's husband. Which it, he is, but like it, it was weird that, that that's what they were, you know, you know, you know playing as and not as an actor that people know it, it is all right. I, I really don't care. <laughs> yeah. I barely know who Liliana is. I think she did a song like twenty years ago. She did lots of songs. But they're she's all very good ones, actually. A long time ago though, right? So she she's not been relevant in a long time. Probably not, but I have a bunch of songs in, in Which sounds cruel to say, I don't mean that in a harsh way, I just mean like I've not I... heard about her doing stuff for no, no, right. I don't know when her last release was. I feel like I was still in high school when she was a like a, yeah. an own artist. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, definitely. It was like, like mid to late 2000s. Yeah. was a lot of like, her, her, you know, major hits. Yeah, yeah, okay. Uh, anyway, the other person that's in this, before you went on a tangent about Lily Allen's marriage life, uh, so it's David Harbour and Pedro Pascal who is going to be in this. Pedro Pascal, of course, is going to be Joel in The Last of Us coming up soon at HBO, so hopefully he's got a good working relationship with them. Um, he's never done anything else of note uh, ever, so... Look, I, I know the one that you're actually avoiding, which is fair enough. But the, the, re- the relevant thing to mention with the HBO relationship is obviously Game of Thrones. He had a I didn't know he was in that. He had a relatively reasonable sized role in that. In the okay, the fine, seasons. I'll say it. Wonder Woman eighty four, the hit film. Okay, yeah, aka right. Wishmaster five. It is Wishmaster. It's Wishmaster. It's like Wishmaster five and Batman Forever two. Like you know, <laughs> like got nasty it's together. I acknowledge it's a terrible, 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 awful movie, but I kind of love it. I was baffled. I was baffled. It's so bad. Uh, so bad, but it's fun. I would watch it again. So written by Steve Conrad, uh, who's worked on Patriot, uh, Perpetual Grace, and LTD. I don't know what any of those are. Uh, <laughs> uh, who is set to direct the pilot episode. Uh, My Dentist Murder Trial is inspired by James Lasden's 2017 New, York, New Yorker article, My Dentist Murder Trial adultery false identities and lethal sedation oh lethal sedation is a great name for like a band or an album or something until that point i was gonna say i'm glad they shortened the title but now you've missed out on lethal sedation and and i think it's missing something it's missing that spark see i think my murder trial is a good title on its own but it strikes a certain tone that's a slightly comedic i feel like if you just called the show lethal sedation (laughs) like it would be like that's that's Mm -hmm. that's the cool title anyway It's a true crime story chronicled in the, art, the, the article that centers on Dr. Uh, Gilberto Nunez, uh, who in 2015 was indicted for killing his friend Thomas Coleman by getting him to ingest a substance that caused his death. There were also two forgery counts, including Nunez posing as a CIA agent. It's okay. That's <laughs> a bit out left field, that one. Uh, Nunez, who had an affair with Coleman's wife, Linda, stood trial in 2018 where he was found not guilty of murder but guilty of fraud charges which led to a prison sentence so he convinced his friend to to breathe in a gas which killed him which may have been intentional and the fact that he was having an affair with his wife maybe suggested it was intentional because maybe he was trying to get him out the way we are not at all implying that because that would be slanderous libelous which one's which because he was declared not guilty. So we are not implying that it was intentional. I mean, I can say I believe it was intentional and just to make it clear it's my opinion. That's fair. Honestly, <laughs> the title of this show, given that he was, you know... Which, for the record, I don't feel strongly about it. I don't really know. I'm just saying that I could. <laughs> like you could you could believe it, yes. yes. This seems in, in, inviting legal challenges, right? Yeah, I mean, maybe it's just like a, the, the tact of like presenting the evidence, being slightly comedic about it, 
and it lets the audience, you know, make their own minds up. The content may very well, but just putting the title out there into the world like that sounds like it comes with a with a with a viewpoint already, right? Well, it was a murder trial. Him being guilty or not is is irrelevant to the fact that it was a murder trial. It was his murder trial. <laughs> it, it was. Yeah. You know? It's not like yeah. he's called My Dentist a Murder, his story. <laughs> and then it's like, oh, he was found not guilty. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's possible. You know? It's true. It's still a murder trial. Yeah. So. It is, it is. Um, okay, which one do you think's the, the dentist? David Harbour or Pedro Pascal? And I know, I know um, the answer for the record. So I'm just saying what you want to Given that the dentist's name was uh, Nunez, right? And ah, the other one was, was Coleman. I'm going to guess Pascal's the dentist. Nah, you're right, you're right. You've sussed it out with a bit of deduction. Uh, yeah, yes. uh, Pascal's playing Nunez. Uh, and they're not saying who Harbour's going to play. Uh, but uh, Well, maybe he's not the... the... I won't say murdered victim, but the uh, yeah, the, the deceased. Well, it said, it, the, the article theorizes that they suspect he's either playing him or the article's author, who's going to be like a character in the show, like investigating or whatever. So, okay, yeah. so it could be either of those things, probably. But, um, mm-hmm. yeah. So there you go. That's uh, <laughs> that's my dentist murder trial. Yep. HBO. Uh, sure, why not? Which takes us to our last story of the week. Um, this is an adaptation of Kirk Wallace Johnson's best-selling uh, book, The Feather Thief, Beauty, Obsession, and the Natural History Heist of the Century. That's a mouthful of a title. Uh, it's in the words for TV. Jenna Bush-Hager and Universal International Studios Division uh, are teaming up to develop it, so there's no like destination for it yet, you know, no network and all like that. Uh, but it's a true crime non-fiction book, and it's optioned in a highly competitive situation. Deadline are saying, so very good. Well, true crime is hot right yeah. now. Johnson's going to pen the series adaptation. Uh, per the synopsis, the feather thief, which may be the title of the show, if they're just going to shorten it. To- oh, that's I a common thing. Po- just take yeah. away the colon and everything after it. And that's a perfectly good title. Yeah, yeah, it sounds distinct enough. But, you know, he's like, you're not going to confuse that with anything else. So, the Feather Thief is a gripping story of a bizarre and shocking crime, and one man's relentless pursuit of justice. One summer evening in 2009, twenty-year-old musical prodigy Edwin Rist broke into the British National History Museum, home to one of the largest uh, ornithological collections in the world. Once inside, Risk grabbed as many rare bird specimens as he was able to carry before escaping into the darkness. I love this description. This is Kirk, Kirk Wallace Johnson was waist deep in a river in New Mexico when his fly fishing guide first told him about the heist. But what would possess a person to steal dead birds? And had Risk paid for his crime? I'm sorry, and had Risk paid for his crime? In search for answers, Johnson embarked on a, upon a worldwide investigation, leading him to the fiercely secretive underground community obsessed with the Victorian art of salmon fly tying. What? <laughs> What's going on? Why is every true crime story this? Do you know what? You know what was uh, the AI that write headlines and synopses? Uh, yes, yes. They could write an AI, uh, one for, for like a true crime story, and I would believe it. I got really. It, it, they're always just wild and just go go off in crazy tangents. I got really confused for a second when it just cut to the other guy. He's like, oh, he's, he was in New Mexico. I'm like, what's this guy going to do? <laughs> but he's the guy that's investigating this. He, yeah. he went off to investigate this this heist because he was fascinated by it. And it's a community, a secret underground community obsessed with the Victorian art of salmon fly tying. What the hell is salmon fly tying? A form of... I was going to say a form of fishing, but this is it's all bird-related. I don't know what it is. Fly tying. When I'm googling it, it's just it's put it's putting like, from what I can tell, like bird feathers and things on the the hook for your for your fishing. Ah, I mean that's the thing. It does. I said fly tying, and this is all about birds, but it does say salmon fly tying, and salmon is definitely a fish. So, yeah. 
Is that why they want the bird, all these exotic bird feathers? Because they want to use them to catch the big fish? I, I, I guess. So they can announce proudly to the guy in Birdemic that they caught the big fish? One million dollars? <laughs> Is that why what we have resorted to now? Birdemic references. I'm always happy to whip out a Birdemic reference. Yeah, I bet you are. In fact, I, I, I know you are. I mean, it's just not, this isn't the first time. <laughs> I mean, if you'd rather I uh, reference something a bit more popular, say a hit television show, I'd Oh, be, I would not. No, I'd let's do a Birdemic. Delighted to, to pivot. You have no references. <laughs> Not for this story, I don't. <laughs> there was no birds kidnapping or, or anything Finally, like that. Finally, you've been stumped. <laughs> Fly tying. I, I can't even think of a scene in Buffy where there was fishing. <laughs> Finally, you've been stumped by a show. You can't force a reference in. There was an episode where some uh, the swim team turned into giant fish monsters. Can I, can I, oh, is it? Can I somehow connect to that? <laughs> no. Yeah, you can't. Can't be dumb. Uh, so nothing actually broke any of the drinking rules this week, but there was a couple of wacky uh, synopsis there on their own uh, rights. Every true crime synopsis is wild. Because they picked the weird ones to adapt. Yeah. The ones that sound normal are not worth doing anymore. They need the weird ones. Yeah. And I have no interest in any true crime stuff. That, like, the genre as a whole just bores me. But I love just hearing the synopsis. Well, this is the like, podcast that, that, for you, then. I, it, that's it. Like, I, I don't ever want to see the show. I don't want to hear more about this story. I just want that wild thing of, like, what the hell is that in my head? Because any more details, and it will be ruined. And I just... This this will live as a, as a perfect little specimen now in my memory. Mm. Oh well. Uh, there you go. That's the news. Congratulations. We made it through. Yeah, most uh, it's just late. Uh, yeah, if you're a patron, yeah, this one wasn't early this week. We couldn't record till Saturday night. Uh, I think it was Connor's fault. But that's... It, it, it was. I was I was tired because I did a fifty hour work week. And that's not counting my time on on breaks. That's that that that's not on the clocks. So sure, sure, sure. Uh, yeah, okay. Oh, there you go. That's the that's the that's the news. Uh, thank you for joining us. Of course. Uh, check out all the the TV reviews that went up on YouTube over the past week, and look forward to the upcoming ones. Uh, we of course would encourage you to uh, go over to patreon.com slash TV and support us over there if you can and want to and keep all the content coming uh, you can also support us uh, with a one-time donation with the super thanks button on YouTube and otherwise you know help support the show by spreading us around share us on Twitter share us with your, your TV loving podcast friends I don't know <laughs> whoever they may be uh, and do all those things I will take this time to thank our Patreon producers for the month uh, one of the higher tiers so thank you to Tyler Hess Cindy Palacios David Sharp Borden now Christopher Moy David Brown Al Treisman and Alison M. Fordyce thank you to all of you for being producers and uh, yeah that's, that's the that about does it though uh, that's the show so thank you for watching we always appreciate it keep watching TV have you got any vanilla <laughs>